you know you are capable of more because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of your career and life, to starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is the Own Your Career, Own Your Life podcast. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Own Your Career podcast. I am your host, Andy Storch. And I've got a little solo episode for you today. I have not done one of these in a while. I've been wanting to, and I've been putting it off. You ever have those things, those goals? You're like, I really want to do that. I should I should do that uh, in my job or my business, but I keep putting it off, keep putting it off. You got to schedule these things. You got to make them happen. And sometimes you need a little bit of accountability to make them happen as well. I got a request recently from my friend, Sean Washburn, who is the host of the Engineering Your Business podcast. And you can find that at seanwashburn.com. And he asked me to answer three questions that for him that to put on his podcast. And actually, I like the way he does this a little bit differently. Instead of scheduling an interview with his guests, he says he does this to save time. He's all about efficiency. Uh, he just sends questions to his guests and asks them to submit their answers. And so he submitted three questions to me and asked me to submit an answer for his podcast, And I thought I would share my answers on this podcast as well because they're all career and mindset related. The first question is, how can business leaders help their people take control of their career? And is there a fear that they might lose them in the process? The second question is, how can leaders develop a mindset that allows them to pivot or look for opportunities instead of freak out when uh, adversity strikes? And number three, where do you think work is headed in the next five years? And what will it look like? Oh, I was just so excited about these questions, rubbing my hands together. Couldn't wait to jump on them. So I answered these questions uh, over the course of about 15 minutes, and I'm going to share those answers with you today. And I want to remind you, if you haven't yet gotten a copy of my book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life, a lot of the answers are in that book as well. A lot of advice, a lot of inspiration for how you can take ownership of your career uh, and take control of your future. You can find all the information, including bonus content for free at ownyourcareerownyourlife.com. All right, without further ado, here are my answers to Sean's questions. So the first question is, how can business leaders help their people take control of their career? And is there a fear that they might lose them in the process? So these are really important questions that I think are on the minds of a lot of business leaders and managers out there in the working world, in the corporate world. And so I want to address both of these, but we'll start separately with the first one, which is how can business leaders help their people take control of their career? Well, this starts with curiosity and continues with ongoing communication. So something that is greatly missing out there in the working world is communication. Uh, And the other thing, which is a huge skill that is underrated, is curiosity. So if you want to be a great coach, if you want to be a great mentor and even a great manager to your people, you got to start with curiosity. Ask them questions. Have that regular conversation. Go to your people and ask, you know, how are things going? How do you feel about your job and your career right now? What's challenging for you? What do you want to achieve? And here's the really important one. Where do you want to go in your career? How do you, you know, how do you see your career going? What are some of your big career goals? And this is the big, big, big question. What can I do to help? So many managers and people feel like they need to jump in and give advice. They need to tell people how to run their careers. They need to have all the answers. But that's not the case. You really just need to be there to ask questions. And a lot of times, People just want to talk and feel heard, and they're not getting a chance to have that conversation and share where they want to go. And 
you can't help your people achieve their career goals if you don't even know what they are. So you've got to be willing to ask that question, have an open conversation about where they see themselves going, where they want to go in their career, and then ask them what help they want uh, or what help they need and try to provide that help. Don't just provide advice, but give them guidance, send them to places, show them where they can go uh, and really enable them. I think leadership is at its core about enabling people to get their jobs done and achieve their goals. Now, to address the second question, what do you tell people? What about the fear that they might lose them in the process? So when you talk about losing somebody, that implies that you have them, that you own them, right? But you don't, right? You're you're lucky that they are working on your team. If they're really great employees that get a lot of stuff done, you're really lucky you get to work with them. And your job as a manager is to enable them to get their job done and help them grow and get better. And hopefully they do move up and they find um, another, you know, another job. Maybe hopefully they work with you for a while. Um, but you know, they're always going to, if they're great, if they're star employees, they're going to have a chance to move on and do other things. And that's okay. That's part of working, right? And you would never want to hold them back. Just like you don't want to hold, uh, you don't want your manager or anyone else to hold you back. Now, here's the thing. I know there's a fear that they might move up and take your job or they might move on and then you have to find somebody else. But that's that's the reality of business. And if you develop a skill and a reputation as someone who uh, is able to develop their people and help them get promoted and move on, you're going to have that reputation as a talent magnet, as a great manager. And guess what? More people are going to want to work for you. So you're going to have and be able to find more people that you can develop. Also, when you develop great people and you help them uh, achieve their goals, they come back to you. They remember you. They give you credit for that. Um, you get the satisfaction of being able to help people achieve their career goals. But it all starts with that curiosity, with communication, and have asking those questions and having that conversation. And another important thing about that conversation, I think it needs to happen fairly regularly, once a month, once a quarter, whatever it may be, that career conversation. It can't get bogged down with, hey, what's going on with this project? What's going on with that project? How are we doing on this timeline? No, no, no. You set a, t- set a time once a month or once a quarter where we just talk about our careers and where we're going. And you share openly, vulnerably what you're thinking about, what you're doing. Um, but you really ask questions and ask them what they want. Um, now, you can get a little more from my book on your career and your life. But one book I really recommend if you are a manager and you want to be a better coach uh, it's called The Coaching Habit by Michael, Michael Bungay-Stanier, and he has a, uh, a second book called The Advice Trap uh, on this topic, and it's really about closing your mouth, asking questions and then closing your mouth and listening. All right, the next question was, how can leaders develop a mindset that allows them to pivot or look for opportunities instead of freak out when adversity strikes? So I've learned over time that challenges are always going to come up. You know, in, in my book, And in my talks, frequently I talk about the importance of setting a a clear vision for where you want to go in your career and then making a plan, right? Creating smart goals, specific, measurable, actionable, uh, relative, time-bound, or realistic and time-bound, and then um, taking action every day, every week, every month towards your goal. You want to keep moving forward. The truth of the matter is challenges are going to come up. Things are going to happen. We learned that in 2020, right? COVID-19 the pandemic shut everything down. A lot of people lost their jobs. Uh, businesses had to pivot and change or got shut down, uh, mine included. Um, I've also faced a lot of uh, professional challenges. I've had terrible managers. Um, I had major health challenges this year. Uh, I got cancer and it forced me to uh, get on the lay on the couch for a while and not uh, move things forward with my business like I wanted to. But 
first of all, I'm I'm great now. Um, thanks for asking, right? But um, but I'm a big fan of turning these challenges into opportunities, and that really is all about having the right mindset, a resilient mindset, which is what this question brings up. You know, how do we develop the right mindset that allows us to pivot and look for opportunities? So I'm a big fan of turning challenges and opportunities. I'm a big fan of the belief that everything in life happens for you and not to you or for me and not to me, right? Um, and that with a growth mindset, we know we can pivot and change and get and grow and get better at anything. So big fan of growth mindset over a fixed mindset. If you've never heard that before, it comes from the book Mindset by Dr. Carol Dweck. Uh, and a fixed mindset uh, means that you're either good at something or you're not. And, you know, if you fail at something, you're probably not good at it. You should probably try something else. Um, and you often become a victim of the world and things that are happening to you. Uh, with a growth mindset, we believe we can always grow. We can always get better at things. Um, and there is no such thing as failure. There's only learning and growth. And I'm also a fan of focusing your attention on the things that you can control and not worrying so much about the things that are outside of your control. So things are going to happen, right? The economy um, it could change. Politics can change things. Um, a pandemic can come and shut things down. You might get laid off. You might lose your job. But what can you do? How do you respond? And how you respond is within your control. And it really defines you as a leader and um, your, your happiness and where you go in life. Right? Because you can't control all these things that happen, but you can control how you respond. And when a pandemic shuts things down, like it did for my business, my whole business um, when the pandemic came was selling and running in-person training programs. And the whole thing got shut down. All my client work went away. Now, I allowed myself a day or two to cry about that and, 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 uh, and be sad about it. But then I picked myself up and said, this is going to last for a while. What am I going to do? How am I going to pivot and make the best of this situation? Um, I launched a membership community online. Uh, I published a book and I started pivoting my business. And, you know, you may not have to do these big things, but the point is that things are going to come up. Things are going to happen. You have to realize that. And the less time you spend fighting reality and the more time you spend focusing on the things that are in your control and that you can do as a result, uh, the happier you're going to be and the more successful you're going to be. So when those challenges come up, you look at them and say, okay, huh, this is happening. Huh, I just lost my job or um, the industry is changing or everybody's going to work remotely or I have this health challenge in front of me or whatever it may be. Huh, okay, this is a challenge. How do I deal with this? And, and language is important too, right? This is not the end of the world. It's not something to freak out about. It's a challenge. It's a speed bump. It's a roadblock. It's something that I'm going to deal with and I'm going to get through. And the key is to not be a victim, to avoid ever being a victim where you're letting things happen to you and instead own it, own the process. Things are happening for you. They're creating opportunities for you. You may not see them in the moment. When you get laid off, it sucks. It's, it hurts. It's awful. But what opportunity does that create? Well, you know, I've actually been thinking about trying to get a different job in a different industry or doing something different. So, you know, this is kind of the catalyst for me to go do that, right? Look for those opportunities. So um, when challenges come up, I have three questions I like to ask. Uh, number one is, what is great about this? Number two is, what can I learn from this? And number three is, what does this make possible? Uh, and I won't go deep into all those because we're trying to keep this pretty short, um, but you can get uh, my write-up on those three questions by going to my website, ownyourcareerownyourlife.com slash bonus, and you get all my bonus materials, including the three questions to ask when a big challenge comes up. All right, 
The uh, third question was, where do you think work is headed in the next five years and what will it look like? All right. So this is asking me to take out my crystal ball and, and predict the future. And I do have a lot of thoughts on where things are going. But I also to caveat that with nobody knows where things are going. Nobody knows what the future holds. Nobody could predict that, um, you know, five years ago, nobody could predict that you know, everybody would be working remotely and investing their money in cryptocurrency, right? I mean, things change fast. Uh, and so we never know exactly what's going to be going on. But when I think about where the world of work is going, um, as I record this in June of 2021, a lot of companies are um, having their people go back to the office and, and getting back to quote unquote normal. Uh, many companies are waiting a long time to do that and letting people work remotely. And I think what we're going to be seeing is a big move into what's called the quote hybrid workplace, which means um, you've got uh, employees all over the place. Uh, some are in your office, some are working remotely, and you've got to find ways to create an inclusive culture where everybody feels like they're included, everybody feels like they're valued, and everybody feels like they're involved. Um, I think because of that, we see a lot more people moving to um, live wherever they want to live, right? And, and living in you know, these mid-sized cities throughout the United States and the world, instead of uh, feeling like they have to go to New York or San Francisco or London or Paris to get a job, right? And so now there's more opportunities for people to live in different places. Uh, maybe some of those big headquarter campuses go away. Um, but other companies still want their people to be in the office, and there's opportunities for people to do that. And that's why I say we're going to see more of a, a hybrid workplace. Um, and with technology, there's a lot more virtual workplaces available out there. Uh, I do think that um, the big shift we saw because of um, the death of George Floyd in May 2020 and the rise of the social justice movement has a big impact on the working world going forward, that there is a huge influence on creating cultures of uh, inclusiveness and psychological safety, and that uh, our younger workers, the Gen Z and young millennials, uh, have ac expectations and standards that the workplace is fair and equitable and inclusive, and that if it's not, they, they go somewhere else. And so there's a lot of more pressure on companies to make sure they're doing the right thing and creating um, fair, inclusive, equitable cultures. And those who do are rewarded because they realize that with a more inclusive culture comes more innovation, more ideas, uh, happier, more productive, more engaged employees. And those companies tend to win uh, in the long run. So we're going to see more of a move towards that. And then as far as like future of work, I think we're seeing uh, things move to more of a project-based type economy, project-based type work. So instead of uh, you know getting your degree and applying for one type of role in finance and then keeping that type of job for a long time or um, staying in that role for several years, uh, companies will offer more project-based work where you jump from one project to the next. Each one may last three to six to 12 months, and then you get picked up by another project team. And I think that is going to... Um, it's going to be really interesting because uh, skills will really matter and, um, you know, they're going to be changing. The requirements will be changing and the pace of change keeps picking up and getting faster. So there's going to be a big emph emph emphasis on continuous learning and what some companies call reskilling. I'm putting that in quotation marks where um, we need to make sure we're still we're learning all the time and we're upgrading our skills. I mean, the time of getting a college degree and working in that space for 30 years without any further education is completely gone. It's over, right? But you do have an opportunity to keep learning. So I think the importance of investing in continuous learning, um, that becomes more and more important. Um, I think getting those cool projects, the ones you want to work on, are going to rely on not only your skills and knowledge, but especially your network, the relationships you have, 
and your personal brand? What's your reputation? And I give this example in the book and a lot of other places, but you know, if you're looking to hire somebody for a project and you compare two people, uh, one who has a ton of great experience and knowledge and just an expert on a subject, but they are difficult to work with, they're cranky, um, they don't collaborate well. Uh, and then you've got uh, someone else who maybe not as experienced, not quite as much knowledge, but she is just fantastic to work with. She's very collaborative. She's fun. She's interesting. Um, who are you going to pick, right? Who do you want on your team for those long project hours? I think most people are going to go with number two. And so your reputation, your brand is going to be really important. And um, the final thing I'll say about just sort of predicting where work is going um, as far as like what skills will be valued, you know, there's been a lot of talk over the years about STEM and um, science and technology and the engineering, things like that. Those things are still valuable, but I think more and more technology takes over and does a lot of the processes and things that people have needed to do in the past. And the most valuable skills in the long run will be EQ, empathy, relationship skills, leadership, um, because they'll be more and more rare that people have those real great relationship building skills. So that's something you want to continue to hone and work on. They used to be called soft skills. Um, one of my mentors, Josh Burson, now calls them power skills. Um, and there's data that backs up that people that have developed those skills are becoming the most successful in the workplace. So those are my answers to the three questions. We talked about uh, how can business leaders help where their people take control of their, their career and deal with the fear of them kind of moving on. Um, how can leaders develop a mindset to allow them to, to pivot and uh, where the world of work is going? So I hope that's helpful.
If you want more, my book is called Own Your Career, Own Your Life. It's available on Amazon. And I have free resources, including the five steps to owning your career, the three questions to ask when you face a big challenge, and the five most common uh, top career mistakes that people make. They're all available on my website. Just go to ownyourcareerownyourlife.com slash bonus.